Hello and welcome to Move the Line, presented by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today and a promo code 444. Receive a risk-free $1,000 bet. Joining me as always in this space, Connor Allen. What's going on, Connor? Not much. Um, we you know, came off a pretty good week, hit in our Discord a 37-to-1 bet on Elijah Mitchell to lead the league in rushing last week. Uh, so that's wow. nice. Yeah, it was uh, – we had him projected for second most rushing yards, and he was listed at 37 to 1 on FanDuel, which was just egregious. But uh, I mean, honestly, this week, I'm sad because my favorite punching bag, the Detroit Lions, are on bye. Um, you know, and mostly sad because I'm not going to be able to see Kanish's in game tweets about how, you know, he gets all excited and then it's just he's in the pit of despair by three o'clock. And it is, I mean, it's fantastic. I'm going to miss that probably the most. Sounds why. Yeah, you know, Davis Mills, your Davis Mills um, under train is uh coming yeah, to an they, end this week they got derailed a little bit last week too so well joining connor and i to break down the games this week from a betting perspective is the man over at etr here's our buddy evan silva what's going on man what's up real life buddies uh it's, <laughs> it's good to be hanging uh we had the pleasure of going to eat pizza was it two weekends ago now with um robert mays and daigle and chris allen and um, Adam Harstad from Football Guys and uh, Eli Weiner from uh, or Weiner from uh, Eli Weiner or Weiner. I don't know. Sorry, Eli. We'll just call him Eli from uh, from Number Fire and um, you know Rahul and uh, we we had a great crew. Sam uh, motherfucking hopping. You know, Sam yeah. motherfucking hopping. Uh, great crew uh, on Saturday uh, at Peace uh, Pizzeria and Brewery in uh, in Chicago. Uh, so it was good to to meet up and. Um, uh, last weekend, went to I uh, took my daughter to her first ever football game. We went to North Carolina Notre Dame oh, wow. on Saturday night. It was a shootout. She got all into it. it was like forty five to thirty seven or something. She got so into it. We're going to this week's game too. Uh, uh, Notre Dame against uh, Navy. Uh, it's a day game, but it's uh, it, the, the sports are good right now. The sports are very good. Sports are good. It's good to get her out there. Yeah, exposed. By, to the, by the way, Noonan, we got to get. Uh, we got to get Brady out to a Notre Dame game at some point. It's 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 an experience. I'm down. I've never been to Notre Dame. This so. is my first one since I was a very small child. Yeah, let's do it. I would love let's that. He's he's starting to get the itch a little bit. He's got a good buddy that's getting into it, so that helps too. Um, definitely down. Hopefully, having you guys down here in the cave this week as well to watch some football. Um, good time of year. Good time of year. We absolutely love it. So uh, if you were watching or hanging out with us, we appreciate it. We're doing two shows a week now both available on YouTube and on the podcast stream as well. Uh, this is our game-by-game breakdown. We're going to unpack basically every Sunday game. Uh, from a betting perspective, Friday we get deeper into props. So around 7.45 Eastern with our buddy Prop Stars, uh, we go around the horn, share some props, and take a lot of listener questions too. So uh, subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate that a lot. Also head over to 444.com slash plans. All that's in the show notes. We've slashed all of our prices from here on out with the subscription, the betting sub gets all of our content and also gets you literally everything else on the site. So if you're still grinding your season long leagues, if you're playing DFS, the betting sub gets you literally everything. So a lot of cool stuff that's going to take you to the end of February. So you'll get some golf in there. You'll get some NBA, which we have coming out soon. So definitely want to check that out. Uh, all right. Buy still for this week, Lions, Seahawks, Bucks, and the Washington football team. A little bit of a lighter slate, which is nice. Week eight was wild, and then like the seventy-two hours since week eight ended has been a nonstop yeah. stream of just news of all variety. 
some better than others. Um, you know, we'll get to all those things. Good line for the money or good place for money line for underdogs last week. And backup quarterbacks went off. Uh, Geno Smith balled out. Mike White led the league in passing yards for the week. Sorry, Connor. Uh, Trevin, Trevor Simeon pinch hit for Jameis and uh, knocked off Tom Brady, which we all thought would happen. It's just absolutely wild. So um, NFC feels pretty clear. We're not going to dig into that too much, but like I kind of feel like we know like five to six of those playoff teams. Everyone and their brother in the AFC is like five and three or four and four. It's just kind of a wide open mess. So let's jump into it with uh, an NFC matchup here. We got the Falcons kicking, kicking us off. Uh, they are six-point dogs in New Orleans, 42 and a half is the total Saints are just a surprising team. I really don't know what to make of them every week, but the, all, the defense is balling out. Now they get Quan Alexander back, Marcus Davenport back. We don't really know what's happening at quarterback here, Evan. Looks like maybe Taysom Hill is uh, still dealing with some concussion stuff, but he got in some practice today. What are your thoughts on uh, this Atlanta-New Orleans matchup? Yeah, I talked a lot with uh, Nick Underhill, the, the Saints beat writer, over the past couple of days, and he he was on top of the, the Michael Thomas stuff before it became public. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, he was actually on top of it maybe even in, you know, as late as August. And then there was a report, I think it was from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports that they had sort of, because Michael Payton or Michael uh, Thomas showed up on the sidelines at a preseason game after the Jeff report, Jeff Duncan report came out that there was serious friction. They had, you know, you know, water under the rug, but no, that that's not the case. And, and apparently he re-injured his ankle and needs another surgery. He's done for the year. So, I mean, that, you know, there, there is almost no hope unless they can maybe pick off Odell Beckham. I think he might make it through waivers due to his, um, his bloated salary. Deshaun Jackson could be another option for them. They have one of the worst pass catcher cores in the league. Taysom Hill is tentatively due back this week, although apparently he's not assured of being the full-time quarterback in his first game back. Like he's probably going to share it with Trevor Simeon. Um, they have leaned very heavily on their defense. Their offensive line is kicking ass again, yeah. and that that definitely matters. Um, you know, you don't expect to see a game in the Superdome with a forty-two and a half point total, but that's where that's where these offenses are. On the other side, Calvin Ridley is out indefinitely. It's I think it's a tough game to handicap. I did bet, you know, just in terms of betting terms surrounding the game. I did put some. I sprinkled some on Sean Payton coach of the year at 12 to one earlier this week. I'm not sure exactly where it is right now, but uh, they have three more primetime games, three huge games, uh, Island games. And um, I, that, that's, that is my one betting stance on this game. Other than that, I I'm having a tough, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a tough time on this game. Yeah. The Falcons don't have an identity. Like I, I don't know that they did pre Calvin Ridley, but you at least felt like they have Calvin Ridley. You have Kyle Pitts ascending, Defensively, they don't particularly do anything really well either. AJ Terrell is playing really good football. That's good to see, but uh, still doesn't make up for that being an egregious pick. But like, I don't know really what they do well, and things are really dicey now even more moving forward. Connor, do you have any leans early on this game? And and, and when Noonan says that being an egregious pick, I think you meant in reference to taking AJ Terrell over CD Lamb, Correct. who could would come in awfully handy right now when they're trotting out Olamide Zacchaeus, Tajay Sharp, and Russell Gage, who ran like you know sixty routes last week and had zero. I don't. Even, did he have a target? I don't, I don't think, think he had a target. Had a target. No, yeah. He did not. yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about running out straight scrubs 
on offense. I mean, you're you're playing like nine against eleven. <laughs> yeah, just wind sprints out there for for Russell yep. Gage. Yeah. Um, Connor, I got down on the Falcons team total. I took it at under 17 and a half earlier. Um, again, I just don't know. With the way the Saints defense is playing, they're really strong up front. I don't know that they're going to be able to run the football at all. And having just kind of laid out why we are shorting the passing game here. Uh, any thoughts on this one? I think if Taysom Hill was like a full go, I would definitely be interested in the Saints at anything under seven. Uh, I mean, the Falcons right now, uh, defensively, 30th in defensive DVOA, 25th against the run, 29th against the pass. We saw last year with, with Taysom Hill at starter, like Sean Payton was able to create a game plan, you know, that lended towards a run-heavy approach, but was still be able to be successful. I mean, they went three and one in games that Taysom Hill started. Um, so I still think we kind of see like a very – I mean, we saw with Jameis, like they're not going to change the offense beyond – maybe throwing in a few more designed runs for Taysom Hill if he is healthy. Um, but, yeah, I expect them to lean heavily on their run, rely on their defense, and be able to have success doing that against a, a Falcons defense that I don't think is very good. And the Falcons offense, as you mentioned, in, in disarray right now. And, I mean, is Kyle Pitts ready to just be like an alpha number one, uh, you know, against a good Saints defense? I'm, I don't know. I mean, I think you'll see plenty of targets. I'm just not sure that it'll be super efficient. Yeah, I just tailed you, Noonan, on the under 17.5 team total. I hate taking unders. But same man. I, I think this situation calls for under 17 and a half Falcons team total. I'm, yeah. I'm about it. Key number really in team in, in team total. 17 is a nice spot. So we get the hook working in our favor. Um, I think 17 would be a nice output for the Falcons considering this spot here. So uh, they, they struggled to get to 10 last week. So yeah, not a, not a great spot. I, like you said, Connor, I mean, I, you can tell me on a game t- under here, but again, I'm with Evan. Like, I just not, I don't have an appetite for those bets very often. So I like to isolate them and, and kind of take the team that I think is going to to limp into this one. So uh, we'll move on to the next one. Buffalo on the road in Jacksonville. Jacksonville catching 14 at home. 48 and a half is the total. Bills obviously not without their flaws, but I think you can make the case that they are the clear top team in the AFC right now. Seemed to play with their food a little bit against Miami last week, but eventually they pulled away, took care of business there. For some reason, this was just 11 in the look-ahead lines. Uh, just an auto bet for me under two touchdowns here. Thought it would get here, and you were kind of seeing 14, 14 and a half. Uh, Evan, talk to me about this one. I think this one's pretty cut and dry. You know, you're talking about a top five NFL team, maybe a top two NFL team, maybe top one NFL team against a pretty clear-cut bottom five NFL team and a Jaguars team that, you know, is coached by Urban Meyer, who he's pretending like he's back in in college where everybody's a five-star, right? All his players are five stars. So it doesn't really, he can play favorites. They're all studs, right? But now he's playing favorites. He doesn't, he doesn't, he disregards the guys like that he inherited, like James Robinson. I mean, he's done gone out of his way to disregard James Robinson. It's only been like a matter of, Travis Etienne being out for the year and Carlos Hyde just, you know, legitimately stinking that they had to turn to James Robinson as their main back. And then, you know, guys like, like, you know, featuring Jamal Agnew, who's on whether it's his fourth NFL team used to play cornerback in the NFL, you know, a return specialist featuring him over LaVisca Chenault, you know, things like that. I mean, again, you can get away with that when everybody's a five-star on your roster in college, you know, but when you're in the NFL, it's, it's an embarrassment that they're, that they're, 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 they're not looking at the players individual talent. Did you see what LaVisca Chenault did a couple of weeks ago on that 50 yard, eight yard catch and run Jamal Agnew has no prayer of doing something like that. 
and still they refuse to to feature LaVisca Chenault, you know, pushing targets to Marvin Jones, who's 32, who's buddies with the OC, Daryl Bevel. Like, they are not optimizing their talent. And um, I, I think they could be more competitive than they've been so far, but they're not optimizing their talent. And, and we and now we see the results of that. Uh, that it doesn't go to say that I, I want to bet the Bills to cover this massive spread. Um, I, I think this is a pass generally, but, you know, just to kind of break down the teams themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. I couldn't get you guys enticed at 11 in the look-ahead markets. Definitely don't want to have anyone chasing 14s or 14 and a half at this point. I get it, though. Uh, Connor, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, I think you guys laid it out pretty well here. I think one note is that I think we want – the Jags want to run the ball. Um, I mean, since whatever week two, like heading into last week, they were running the ball at the second highest rate in neutral game script. But the issue is that they're so bad that, you know, if th- things get out of hand, I mean, we saw 54 pass attempts from Trevor Lawrence last week, um, you know, after they fell down 24-0 to the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. I mean, that's – that is just – I mean, it's an embarrassment. Now you're playing against the Bills where who are much better and much more polished in all areas. I think it really just depends if Buffalo shows up. You know, if they show up, they win by 30. If they don't, the Jags probably cover it like 14. Yeah, Mike Clay laid that out too. Uh, Agnew, Dan Arnold, and Carlos Hyde combined for 60% of the targets last yeah, week. Yeah, there you go. And you saw like – A bunch of like like serious retreads, like, you know, players that multiple teams have given up on. Yeah. We saw like three yards per attempt lower than normal for uh, – you know, lower than his average two for – uh, Lawrence last week too, just a weird matchup too against the, uh, should be a decent matchup you would think against the Seahawks who aren't, aren't getting a ton of pressure. Yeah, not a lot to like about this team. And again, Robinson's dinged up, so we might have an every down roll for Ohio State. Uh, it's the cocoon, Evan. You know, it, it's it's the whole Ohio State cocoon. He's I don't even know, know if it's that. It's it's Urban Meyer's ego. I, I think it just comes down to his ego. Whatever he feels like can stroke his ego, you know, unearthing this stuff, Jamal Agnew, Bringing back Carlos Hyde from you know the the half decade dead, you know, uh, you know, trading a third round pick for Dan Arnold and you know, and, and I mean, I don't, it's 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 a joke. It's a joke. Stroking his ego is a is a good. I, I honestly, before this, I didn't think it could get this bad, but it has been. We all have bad. Jags uh, division winner tickets. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Sal, can you cut that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I'll speak for me. I know that I do. I'm pretty sure Connor does. Um, you know. I mean, I do too. But I, I was just hoping that Sal could cut it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we didn't like anyone in that division. You know, I still don't necessarily like anyone in that division. But you know, what are you gonna do? So, all right, next, uh, Cleveland on the road against the Bengals. Bengals two and a half at win. Forty six and a half is the total. Uh, Bengals returning home after three straight road games, coming off. A very disappointing fourth quarter in New York. Uh, Jets got up early, but you know, since he looked like they were that team, were they going to be able to get it together? They're up by 11 with about five minutes to go, and the Mike White show took over. And uh, you know, the dude led the league in passing yards for the week. What are you going to do? Uh, just a clear blinking caution with three straight road games with a division matchup ahead. Uh, but it was the Jets, so we, like we talked about it. So it wasn't like we didn't acknowledge it, but we no one had the stones to take the Jets there because why would you? It was Mike White. But uh, here we are. This one's important, obviously, moving forward. You know, obviously a lot going on with the Browns, all the Odell stuff today. Evan, uh, talk to me about this matchup. Yeah, that's why it makes this one tough to cap because you know, and there are going to be. I mean, there 
we started off with some actually easy games to cap relatively, but the, you know, it's funny that, that the, uh, the pizza dinner that we had the other night, I brought up the fact that there had not, not been very many COVID outbreaks <laughs> yet. And I think oh, somebody was like, yeah, well, it's early. It's early. And it, it was early, you know, yes. and, um, and also with this, the OBJ thing and, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones was out last week and Baker is just not playing good football. And, um, you know, the Bengals just showed their ass, like, you know, losing to the Jets. And man, this is, this is a really tough one to break down. I, I would just be more interested in hearing what you guys have to say because I, first of all, I haven't written this game up yet. Uh, but second of all, because I just, I, I don't know what to think. Connor, any leans here? Uh, I mean, my my biggest takeaway was that like the Bengals just like clearly did not watch any of the Mike White tape from the week before because he literally checked the ball down for 200 passing yards like on his you know in the second half of the game against the Patriots, and then he literally came into this game and checked the ball down for 400 passing yards. They just like they didn't plan for that at all. They just rolled out their same defense and didn't plan for it. So I don't think that that's necessarily applicable and predictive towards this game, but it is something that I think take a note of and be like you know I think maybe it's not easy, but I don't. I'm not convinced that Mike White is a good enough quarterback to throw for 400 passing yards on a good Bengals defense if they had planned strategically. So for me, in, the, in this one specifically, Cleveland obviously very good in rushing offense, number one rush offense DVOA. Um, but for for this matchup specifically, like this, the Bengals defense has been playing good enough that I think that they can slow them down a little bit. Um, an interesting matchup for me here: uh, Cincinnati second in explosive pass rate so far. Uh, Cleveland just 21st in uh, defensive pass rate success. Uh, defensive explosive pass rate. So I think that uh, the Bengals are able to get Jamar Chase deep here for yeah. at least one. Um, yeah. And, and, and a, a key uh, injury situation there to monitor would be Denzel Ward, who did not play last week. Yep. Uh, if And if he does not play, uh, then, I mean, Wheels Jamar up. Chase, again, forget about it. I mean, every week is Jamar Chase, forget about it. But, you know, especially this week. Yeah. If, if yep. no Denzel Ward. Jack Conklin news on the other side is, or for them offensively is a, is a big loss as well. They just don't seem to really have any, and they're not going to have it without Odell, um, any really explosive. They're almost like the Patriots in that way where it's like, they love to run the football. Their defense ideally can play really good. They just don't have that explosive level that makes you stretch the field. Like there's something to what Odell's dad saying. Like Odell ran yeah. a route on 81%. Oh, he he had the receipts. I mean, this is yeah, not yeah. evidence. You know, this is not a Daigle take. This is an evidence back take <laughs> that he presented with the receipts. You know, I mean, he yeah. There, there's truth behind it. it he it's rolled just, in with the film, man. Seriously, it's, it's just not what you know. No dad should be to be doing that. You know, it's, it's like the dad who runs in and is yelling at the refs at the you know at the eight year old uh, football yeah. game. You know, like. I mean, do you think Odell's dad like? emailed the coaches and stuff and like we're like you know they're like waiting for them outside the stadium and we're like looking no, look at just, this you know like it's just you know be be a good dad that's not you know yeah. terrible let the players play, play, play man you know i think both teams probably want to still run the football it's good to see joe mixing get back to like a bell cow type role he was mm-hmm. heavily involved um obviously with chris evans out but like p ryan really was just Long down and distance stuff. He really wasn't taking in much of the rushing stuff. 88% of the rushing attempts for Mixon. Tough sledding here, though. We know Cleveland not only is good at running the football, they're pretty stout at stopping it, too. So that kind of leads to our wheels up Jamar Chase stuff here. I don't know. I I feel like this is a a nice spot back at home for the first time since week five for Cincinnati. 
yeah. laying a little less than a field goal where, especially if that Denzel war news breaks, like Evan's talking about, like kind of lean since you here, we'd love to see what happens with that one. Um, we'd love to catch like a Bengals team total on the right side of the numbers, a little mm-hmm. high right now, but that's kind of my initial lean that I haven't taken any action on, but yeah, I think the war news is substantial enough to wait to make action on it. All right, next, uh, Denver on the road in Dallas. Dallas is laying nine and a half and win. 49 and a half is the total. Uh, looks like we get Dak back. It seems he is set for a full practice on Thursday, according to reports. Um, I was a bit overexposed last week on Dallas, but uh, minus two and a half, never in doubt. Uh, Cooper Rush saved the day. Um, it was good to see them get back and, uh, you know, do whatever they need to do. That's a tough loss for, for Minnesota. Like, they're going to get – Dude, so every loss that Minnesota has, they're three and four. They've sure. lost all four games by six or fewer, and they've all been to tough opponents. Actually, Dallas with Cooper Rush was the easiest – technically the easiest opponent that yeah. they've lost to. But, I mean, they could legit be 7-0 and right now. I mean, they have just uh, not not finished, not delivered. I mean, they, they needed to get some of these wins. Mike Zimmer is going to go home. He's sleeping like a baby, though, you know? Goes home. He's got oh, that yeah. girl. You know, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's uh, fine. He's doing just all right. Uh, Connor, any leans on this one? Since you didn't uh, take the seven and look ahead because you listened to Daigle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he was all over the the plus seven there. Um, so I mean, the biggest thing for me is that I don't. I mean, how are the Broncos four and four? I mean, they've they've beaten the the Giants, the Jags, the games, Jets, yeah. and Washington. Um. I mean, I think they're only missing like the Lions in terms of bottom five teams to play this year uh, and collect a win against. So, I mean, their metrics have been awful. 25th in defensive DVOA. I think if a Dak is healthy, which it seems like he's going to be playing, um, I like Dallas here probably anything below 10. I just don't think that the Broncos are good enough offensively to hang like in terms of firepower. And I don't think that uh, defensively they're anywhere near what we thought they'd be. Yeah, this should be a clean pocket for Dak coming back. Denver 29th yep. in pass rush win rate, and now they've shipped Von Miller to L.A. Um, any early leans here, Evan? Tyron Smith might be out for Dallas due to bone spur in his ankle, but the Cowboys, one of the rare NFL teams with actual offensive line depth, could just plug and play uh, Lyle Collins at left tackle and probably be fine. I mean, that's that's a rare luxury that you see. in the You, you don't see that in the NFL. No. You know, um, and also, you know, the, the Broncos, Bradley Chubb is still out. They just traded Von Miller. You know, their edge rush is is like the is, you know, non-existent at this point, um, you know, going up against a very well-protected offense. So and I think Dak will be back. He looked great in pregame warmups. You know, I think that um, I, I don't think that I, I think he's ready to go. You know, it's, it sounds like he's ready to go. Their supporting cast is I know uh, Mari was limited today with a hamstring, but he did practice, and that's a good good sign when you practice on Wednesday for Amari Cooper. I mean, they're you know they they have pretty much almost all hands on deck offensively. Nine and a half is a lot of points, but I think that they are definitely that much better than Denver. Um, Denver also probably won't be out. Probably will not have Noah Fant, right? Yeah, yeah, and Garrett yeah. Bowles. And Garrett Bowles, high ankle sprain. That's yeah. a brutal loss for them. I, you know, I, I, again, I hate taking, you know, it's, it's a lot of points, but I, but I, I think I'd take it. I think I'm taking Dallas to cover. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I got, I got a seven. I'm good. I would, I would lay under oh, the well, 10. Oh, that's beautiful. 
I sent you the Raul and I got the seven, you know, like we got to get you guys in these look ahead markets, you know, we can get you in there. I mean, man. you know, I mean, you're, you're kind of bragging now, Noonan, you know, <laughs> every week, Silva, every week. I guess if you're that good though, I mean, you know. I mean, don't you yeah. want the better number? I'm trying you're to help you guys Like out. act like you've been there. All right. Oh my gosh. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to win. But I I'm mean, just... I'm just, I'm too lazy to take them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a your, nap when you send them, you know. In our, in our text, it's Noonan saying, just only addressing Rahul among me, you, and Yeah, Rahul right, I know. Yeah, He, two nice he says Rahul, dash. <laughs> yeah. like, are, are the rest of us aren't supposed to listen or what? Yeah. You guys never listen. do it. No one yeah. ever tells me that they took any of the look ads. So I know Rahul does because he texts me. So Because we celebrate our closing line value while you guys are chasing your tail, teasing these things down to the number that we got four days ago. And All right, then, can you just be a little bit more inclusive? It's that totally fair. It's yeah, totally very, fair. very, very divisive, Noonan. Um, hey. but, but Daigle responded with, you think we'll get a six and a half on Dallas since there's a good chance Broncos wipe the floor with Washington. Then you argue back, said no. And, and then he's like, I'm not – you said, I don't have a ton of conviction. Then Denver rolls this week and then a, a few more. And then Daigle says, I have a ton of conviction. <laughs> that's, totally, that's how he responds. Totally Daigle. I love it. I, I said we were going to get to eight and a half instead of six and a half. And here we are at nine and a half. So that's my last victory lap for that. Um, we'll move on to the next one. This is another one that is, I think, going to be tough to cap in its own way. Uh, Houston on the road in Miami. Oh, oh, hey, I think we need to mention – I'm sorry to cut you off, Newton, But um, if Noah Fant does not play, like, chips in on Alberto, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it gets a little clogged there, though. Like, you look at all these dudes running, like – 65% of the you know snaps they're running. Yeah, but Alberto, I mean, he's 6'5", 265 with a 4'4", 940, and, you know, I mean, hidden hidden hard in the PSM. I was going to say, <laughs> with a check with, uh, with Adam, I'd imagine that's, uh, that's it's popping pretty big there. Uh, his uh, ADP is probably real strong. Um, all right, uh, Houston to Miami. Miami, seven-point favorites at home, 46 is the total. This is – kind of dance between six and a half in seven in most spots, obviously with the Tyrod Taylor news, looks like he's probably back here. Um, really hard to back uh, Connor's dolphins right now with the way that Satu is playing. Like they hung around, but like Tua wasn't good. 39% success rate. His completion percentage over expectation was negative 10%. That's pretty terrible. Um, they have Waddle Parker. And just I mean, who, who's, what quarterback has been good against the bills this year? Exactly. I mean, that's my point. Yeah. You got grown ass men on the other side of the football or, you know, like, uh, it, I don't know. It's not good. Uh, that was not reflective of Tua. That was no Will Fuller. I mean, defense. you know, cut, cut this guy's, cut, cut him a break. Noonan. I mean, you know, enough yeah. is enough. There we go. Evan, you know what? I, I like this. His own no, team. He's not being too hard on the dolphins. I, I mean, I, I know, I know it's been an extremely <laughs> disappointing season, but when you put in the context of they lost their entire secondary upon which their entire defense is built, they haven't played very good defense so far. Uh, they've gone through all this quarterback. I mean, their quarterback got hurt in week one after beating the Patriots, by the way. First of all, stop it. You know, Defeating the Patriots. That was a, a, a bad fumble. That should have been a totally changed the narrative. Connor I mean, would be chasing you know, this team to be the A last win is a win, win, you know. Man. Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. Oh yeah. God! And we're now we're talking about the Dolphins who are one and seven. Yeah. All right, move on. <laughs> well, talk to me about this one. Do you like? Do you like you know Miami here? You think yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know about to, on the uh, on you know in, in terms of spread, but I think like from a, a DFS and fantasy standpoint, I think this is a great spot for Tua. We saw he was the number one overall fantasy quarterback two weeks ago against Atlanta, and Houston is even in, 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 a worse defense. 
Um, yep. You know, and, and Devontae Parker is back. When, when Devontae Parker is healthy and balling, like he's a, he's an alpha. Jasicki absolutely has big playability. Jalen Waddle, I know that Dago <laughs> can never admit it. <laughs> you know, even when he even when he has a good game, he like you know he cites his yards per reception. Oh, he didn't. He averaged eleven yards per reception. But I mean, you know, when this when this offense is you know largely healthy and Tua's in there, they've played better than a lot of people have given given them credit for this year. And 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 they should roll against Houston. Yep. Oh, here we go, puffing your yep. chest out. All, yep. all of a sudden, yeah. Well, because finally I have someone supporting my takes. I don't know, you. but is, is our measured takes puffing your, your chest out? I, no, I don't, I'm, I don't talking about, yeah. I'm talking about Connor, who's all oh. lathered up, like taking his All lathered out. up for the one and seven fins? <laughs> yeah, it's all excited that someone's finally – even Sal put it in the show here. We got a little uh, Miami Dolphins number one fan. With my, my face is in the middle there. Yeah, because Connor's <laughs> this is Connor's uh, AFC Super Bowl pick, uh, Evan. I don't know if you were yeah. uh, okay. in on that. You know what? Th- th- these takes keep going on every week when we talk about the Dolphins. I have plenty of wins too. I made one fucking bad bet. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it happens, Noonan. And you hey, know what? I, I, I had some uh, Dolphins Super Bowl futures. So oh, there you know. Go. I mean, I also have Cowboys Super Bowl futures. So okay, we're yep. sitting. We're sitting. We got, we, we're feeling good. Should yeah. be feeling pretty good with those. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, we, I we have uh, Patriots Super Bowl futures though. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Can use some of those right now. Uh, um, no, we no we no we couldn't. <laughs> they go to the playoffs still. Sorry. Well, everybody uh, goes to the playoffs maybe. now in the NFL. Yeah. So, not the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else they don't do? They also don't go to the first round of the draft. That's what they don't do. Uh, they oh, they yeah. got Thursday yeah. night off. So. I I didn't buy like a season tickets like lifelong season tickets you know I just thought they might be good on off better on offense than they were in the past I mean look oh at- I'm seeing the graphic now that's hilarious you get a little PSL <laughs> did you get a PSL down in Miami uh, I think okay so actually I like the over here if Tyrod plays um, I mean I think this is actually a good spot for the over I think Miami's capable of putting up 27 plus like beating their team total and the Texans are able to put up um, you know 21 plus with Tyrod against a uh, bad Dolphins defense. Uh, I mean, they haven't played well at all. So, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, My only thing is, I don't. Have we seen any positive rhetoric on Tyrod yet? I mean, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. No. And Tua dinged up right a little bit. Like he, I think he had a limited practice today. I'm sure he's probably fine. He's always dinged up. So, yeah. He just plays through the pain like a real man. Oh, yeah, geez. alpha, <laughs> alpha. Oh boy! All right. So- <laughs> Next, uh, Minnesota on the road in Baltimore. Baltimore laying six at home. 49.5 is the total. Baltimore coming off the bye. Welcoming Minnesota to town. We just talked about Minnesota. Tough loss on Sunday night, obviously. Um, Daniel Hunter tore his peck, which sounds incredibly, terribly painful. Uh, it's a big loss for that defense. Uh, Baltimore offensively is showing this really nice range of outcomes where we're seeing this aggressive passing game. You know, with Bateman coming back too, we're seeing, uh, you know, what Brown's doing this year is really nice, uh, unexpected. I know from us a little bit. Um, obviously, some momentum coming off the bye, destroying the Chargers last time out. Any uh, early feel here? Connor, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, interestingly enough, I think if if this was last year or the Ravens were being a bit more dominant on the ground, it would be like a, a really bad matchup for Minnesota right yeah. now because Minnesota, um, you know, they're fourth overall in defensive DVOA, but 20th against the run, 20th in rushing success rate, 30th in adjusted line yards right now. Um, and against the past, they've actually been pretty good in most metrics. Uh, so yeah, I think that 
but the issue is that the Ravens really haven't made that, you know, an issue or haven't really pressed the run because they're just much better at passing the ball right now than they're running. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, I would lean Baltimore here at six, but uh, I think that the Vikings are a good team. So it's kind of tough for me to back it there at six. Uh, Evan, any early leans? You know, without Daniel Hunter and Patrick Peterson is, I believe, going to still be on IR, the Vikings are missing their two, their best two pass defenders against a Ravens offense that has leaned past so far and has every reason to continue to lean past even further going forward because their shitty-ass backfield is comprised of Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, like guys that, you know, we wish we could forget about. But, the, you know, this is the running back core. And then uh, in the passing game, they have Marquise Brown in a breakout year. Mark Andrews, number two among tight ends in both uh, receiving yards and yards per route run. Rashad Bateman now um, has, you know, got two games under his belt, a bye under his belt. He should be close to a full-time player. Sammy Watkins, presumably healthy, just to be, you know, a role-playing number three. I think he's a fine number three receiver. Um, and Lamar's been throwing the throwing the shit out of it. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know about – every game that the Vikings play is close. And I, I mentioned earlier how all their losses were close. Their the wins have been close, close too. Mm-hmm. You know, so six points is a lot. I might look at the over here. You know, this is a good live over. If, yeah, if it's a good live over. If it starts a little slow or if Baltimore and it gets, gets down up. to like 47 and a half or something like that, yeah. I, I think you jump on it. 50 is, 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 is a good amount. I mean, it's still a game in Baltimore. You know, it could be, you know, not the greatest weather, et cetera, et cetera. Because if – the Ravens get up a little bit. That forces them to – Minnesota, we know, wants to run the football. But if you force them to pass – we talked about this a few times. If they force them to pass, they're uber-efficient doing so. Like, they just – they're really good at it. They just don't want to do it early in games. So if maybe you get an early Ravens lead. You get the Vikings trying to play catch-up. They start throwing the football a little bit more. Then this pushes this one a little bit over. So that could be a, a nice watch uh, watch betting live there. Baltimore struggled against pass-catching backs big time this season, 31st in DVOA. Um, giving up 58.4 yards to the position so far. So it could be a nice spot for maybe Dalvin Cook, maybe a total yards look uh, in the prop market when that starts to come out. That's something I'll be uh, taking a look at there. All right, next, uh, the Patriots on the road uh, as favorites, as alpha teams do, three and a half points in Carolina. Uh, 41 and a half is the total. It's not a lot of points. Second straight week on the road for New England. Uh, bringing a little revenge for Stephon Gilmore here with the uh, with the Panthers. Both clubs found the win column last week. New England's defense starting to round into shape a little bit. Uh, going into L.A. and beating the Chargers was a, a nice win with the Chargers coming off of a bye there. Matt Jones wasn't even really good last week, and they, uh, they got it done. So kind of love to see that. Um, Herbert really struggled there against the Pats, who just maybe kind of have his number. Now we don't know what's going on at the quarterback position for the Panthers here, if it's going to be Sam Darnold. Um, who we know Belichick has made see ghosts in the past, or maybe it's PJ Walker here. Uh, Evan, what do you got? I got nothing. Noonan, I know that your your initial um, lean, and you just had a kid. I know your initial lean toward naming him uh, was Jackson, but have you thought about naming him Mac? <laughs> Uh, there have been discussions of the next kid being Mac, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> you never know. You know, Brady was one for one on Brady. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he, he's starting to he's starting to love it because 
I didn't think he'd actually be able to really see his namesake uh, perform at yeah, this age. Yeah, no, life. man, what timing. I mean, you must have hit that. How, how old is he? When, when did you Ertz? hit that? Like this Brady's is, third year or something? No, this is, oh, wait, this is the 50 touchdown season. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I owed it to him, you know. We're yeah, 16, you we're did, 16 and all. Where did you hit that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Mac, yeah, Mac. Mac would be uh, feel pretty good about the future with Mac. To be honest. Yeah, it's looking good. Um, Patriots, Panthers. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. You know, is McCaffrey going to play? Uh, I think he is going to play. Levitan has been saying really that he doesn't bad. think that that McCaffrey's going to play. I don't know. Robbie, my God, what's going on here? We don't know who the quarterback for the Panthers is going to be. P.J. Walker was good in the XFL. (laughs) Sam Darnold hasn't been good in the NFL. Uh, You know, Patriots side, I mean, they they can run the ball, but it's not the easiest to run the ball against Carolina, and Carolina can rush the passer. It's it's a gross game. I mean – it's a gross game, and I think it's it's hard to cap. Yeah, I I think three and a half is too many. I don't know that I like the Panthers here, but uh, laying three and a half is is probably a little rich for New England. But uh, stay away from me, Connor. Any leans? No. Yeah, same thing. My my notes are just that this game is being slow, boring, probably low scoring. But I think that's pretty much reflected in the total here at forty one and a half. So um, stay away from me. I, I think it is notable though that Pats continue to do you know like really focus on exploiting the weaknesses of their opponents ran the ball 39 times last week against the chargers run defense which is currently one of the worst in the leagues because they just leave really light boxes uh and so i, I thought that was notable that bill belichick you know has not stopped doing that mm-hmm. yeah herbert was awesome. yeah and also damian harris had a monster touchdown run that got called back in that mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. uh that could have really padded the stats yep yeah, it's this was I didn't take it. This is not a victory lap. This was one and a half in the look aheads. Uh, thought uh, about a, it. A rare non-victory lap. Huh? Didn't take it. Didn't take How it. How humble of you. How humble. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, all you're trying to do here is help your friends make some money. And what do you get? You get dragged for it uh, because oh, they decided man. they didn't want to do it. You know, like I don't know what to say. I saw you trying to spark something up between us and Daigle again. You know, like I mean, Daigle wasn't getting dragged. We we gave him a little credit in one spot. Gave him, you know. That, that's what friends do. Trying to get him in here, you know, poking and see if he's poking around. I'm sure he's on one of his 15 he's, shows. He's upstairs. I can hear him. He's podcasting right now. Yeah, so. he's doing – yeah, he's he's doing eight shows a day. So, right. you know, working for working the corporation. For the, working for the man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making other people rich. <laughs> uh, if McCaffrey plays – I've been there and done that, man. been there. <laughs> Oh, if McCaffrey plays, it's going to be a nice spot for him. Uh, Pats have actually really struggled against pass catching back. So uh, nice spot for, for McCaffrey. Soft landing spot as he comes back. Uh, next, this one's extra tough to, to handicap, obviously. Uh, the Raiders on the road, uh, off a of bye, heading east to face the Giants on a short week. Giants catching three at home, 46.5 is the total. Quite a year for the Raiders. Uh, on the field, it's been going better than I think anyone anticipated. Off the field, it's been just an absolute train wreck um obviously tragic news this week um interested to see how it impacts the team makes a handicap here very complicated evan what are your thoughts yeah the uh man this henry rugg situation every every time i read a little bit more about it it's just it's so it's disturbing mm-hmm. um you know I, I thought that they wouldn't bounce back I, I thought they wouldn't bounce back from the gruden thing initially they they sort of did 
but I, I think that this situation is just so uh, it's it's horrible. Um, I I almost feel uncomfortable talking about this game because of it. Uh, number one, it's we don't even know who's going to play for the Giants right now, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we have no idea what you know what effect this is going to have on the Raiders. And, you know, what really matters is the effect that it had on, you know, this young girl's family. I mean, I don't and, – and her, I mean, it's just I, – I, I'm passing. Yeah. There's not a lot yeah. here. Like you said, we have COVID issues on the Giants side. And then I think it's obviously the coach thing wasn't great. Um, but this is the kind of difference with one of your guys that you're shoulder to shoulder with in huddles in the locker room and, uh, you know, obviously concerns – for all involved, I'm sure on the, in the Raiders locker room in particular, it's it's hard to have a lot of grace uh, for what happened, but uh, it's definitely a, a dicey situation. Connor, do you have any takes on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. It's just so many, so much of this situation is very fluid. So um, probably kind of wait to see how some of this stuff shakes out, at least on the Giants side, and then from there, I think you can kind of handicap the game and see what we're dealing with. I mean, the the Giants just on offense. I mean, even like. Right now they're so banged up that like I think that most people with the offense were projecting a better year for Daniel Jones potentially. Like he had that upside because of all the weapons that he had. Now he has like nothing, you know. So uh, yeah. I mean, you're seeing a quarterback that just I think we kind of know at this point isn't very good with nothing. You know, he's bad with nothing and could be good with something, but he doesn't have anything. So that's I think he's better than that. I, I think he's shown that? this year that yeah, I mean he he's shown some ability to elevate talent. This year, John Ross has made a bunch of big plays. Kadarius Tony has had big games. A lot of people doubted him. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I think they Tony's filled in with some guys. Play. I just, just, I would just say, stay open minded on Daniel Jones because, uh, you know, I, I've gone through that too. Or, hey, I, I think he stinks. Oh, you know, rookie year, I was like, wow. You know, I mean, he had like big games as a rookie. He was awful in year two. You know, but he has, um, I don't know. He, he's a flash player. And maybe that's what it'll always be. You know, he'll he'll just have flashes and he'll keep teasing you. But um, I mean, he's got he like he's poised in the pocket generally. I know he's not the greatest under pressure from a an efficiency standpoint, but he he performs poised in the pocket. He can run. Uh, he can throw the deep ball. They have a lot of like theoretical weapons they for do. the Giants. I mean, like a fucking list of like ten of them. Right? It's just that every week, yeah. seven of them are hurt. And the offensive line's terrible. And the exactly. offensive line, I mean, they don't, you know, they're they Jason Garrett. Right, right. Although I, I, yeah. I think if you if you like, you know, put him in a better situation, I think he could thrive. Yeah, it's just that maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I yeah, I don't know. He's he's a very interesting. I, the I think the jury is still out. Yeah, sometimes you only get one shot though. So otherwise, you're you know relegated to backup life Definitely. and waiting for. Although with this uh, incoming quarterback class that, and I, I just saw Sam Howell play of North Carolina against Notre Dame, and he's supposed to be like one of the best ones. Like he's, he's, he's like a fourth round. He's like a fourth round talent, right? Yeah, this quarterback class is bad. This quarterback class is supposed to be awful. Spencer Rattler was supposed to be. He's already been benched. Yeah. Again, I was, mean, that was it's really bad because he was like he, he last year was supposed to be really good and also got benched last year. Then somehow this year was like the odds mm-hmm. on favor to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. And I'm, I just is like, what, what happened? Like just because Daniel he Jeremiah, really you know, who like has been offered multiple GM jobs uh, in the NFL and worked in the NFL for, I mean, everybody loves him in the NFL. He's like a genuinely like good guy. Everybody loves him in the NFL and he has mad connects 
And he came out two weeks ago and he was saying, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is going to get a big contract in 2022. And people were like just dogging him. But he's going to be absolutely right because uh, they're, all, they're all of a sudden we're back to a situation where there's a dearth of quarterback talent. And Mitchell Trubisky is going to – I mean, you know, maybe he, maybe it'll only be a one-year deal, but, like, he's going to get, like, $17 million. Jeez. Yeah. We also think, too, we see what's happening with Fields when Nagy's not there, too. So he's almost like – Nagy almost has this, like, low-level Adam Gase stench attached to him. And it's almost like there's a, a narrative that that was part of the, what repressed Trubisky, too. And maybe there's something to that. Like, you know, I don't know if he is – Create with well, I mean, Trubisky has flaws. Like oh, he's like robotic, sure. and you know, he, he's a one read passer. You know, but I mean, the the Panthers just traded for a guy like that. They gave him a second round pick for him and mm-hmm. extended him. And extended him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, lots to watch for there. Waller too. Waller was dinged up with uh, the ankle before the bye. Imagine Waller should eat here. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, if he's in, he should obviously crush. So, although maybe they see what you did with Kelsey there on Monday night, where they basically put Bradbury on Kelsey all night. Um, maybe you see Waller getting chased with Bradbury. You know, if you think he's a, a difference maker, um, that could probably be the case here. Obviously, with a little loss to worry about on the outside. All right, Chargers on the road in. Then Hunter Cleveland. Renfro eats. By the way, Hunter Renfro eats for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine for you know, 48 yards, but uh, PBR, it's nice, you know. Yep. Uh, Eagles catching two at home against the Chargers. 50 is the total. Uh, touched briefly on the Chargers earlier, how they struggled against New England. Uh, really no one was worse last week than uh, than Herbert. Again, tough spot, softer landing spot against this Eagles defense, which likes to play a lot of vanilla deep to, um, you know, two deep looks. So it could be a nice spot over the middle for, Austin Eckler, short stuff to Keenan Allen here. Um, you know, I guess you would say an impressive win for the Eagles, but I, I don't know. Like dominating the Lions isn't necessarily uh, something that we want to give them a ton of credit for. I got this at two and a half because I thought we were going to three. And then yesterday it spent a bunch of time down at like one, one and a half. Uh, Evan, why do you think people are in on the Eagles and are you in on the Eagles? I mean, it's usually recency bias, right? I mean, recency bias is the driver of so many bets. So that that would be my first inclination. I think the Chargers get it together here. At the same time, the way that the Eagles played last week, and they've started to lean into this a little bit, being extremely run heavy, this is how they should have come out in week one because they have a power-blocking offensive line. Even after losing Isaac Sumalo and Brandon Brooks, their two starting guards, they can still plug in Landon Dickerson, be really good at center with Jason Kelsey, both tackles Jordan Melata and uh, Lane Johnson, and have a like a true power blocking offensive line. Uh, Dallas Goddard is a true two way tight end; he can block and catch. And Jalen Hurts is one of the better dual threat quarterbacks in the league. Last week, even in the situation he had his worst fantasy game, he ran for seven seven carries for seventy one yards. And the Chargers, you can smash them on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's part of their philosophy, number one, but they also don't do a good job of defending the run, period, because, you know, Jerry Tillery is like six foot seven, like, oh, you just need to get underneath them. Uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, you know, their first round pick from a couple years ago, inside linebacker, he's out for the year. Um, you know, they didn't bring back Melvin Ingram, which I think has hurt a lot. And, I mean, you can run it all over them, and it's part of their philosophy because they're never going to be a, a high percentage in-the-box defense. So, um, 
it's it's a it's a great spot for the Eagles running game, and that's what worries me. But I, I I'm still a Charger believer. Connor, any early leans here? No, I think that's what the biggest reason why you know this line is the way it is, and I think that you know anywhere from two and a half to three probably still uh, you know makes sense just because just because of the running matchup, and we know that that's it seems like what Philly's going to do. Like start off the year second in pass rate over expectation, now all the way back down to like I mean they're even on the year, which is like you know means that they've been running the ball a ton. And we saw last week I think Jalen Hurts finished with like what 14, 15 pass attempts. I mean they were blowing them out, but still it's. We know that they, they want to just go run heavy here. So, um, I mean, it's crazy, too, because they, the Eagles running back group might be, I mean, the second worst in the NFL. I don't know. It's like, you know, Boston Scott, uh, Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I mean, it's, wow. A running back talent evaluation here uh, live <laughs> from Connor Allen. Wow. I, I, well, I, I just thought it was interesting how they refused to go run heavy with an actual talented running back in Miles Sanders. And now that he's out there, you know, blasting away with uh, some bums. A lot of uh, assumption of rational coaching here built into your model. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about Boston Scott's three cone, Connie. Uh, yeah. It's hey, Boston Scott, uh, Matt Waldman, sleeper. Kenneth Gainwell, elite spark score. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other guy? Jordan Howard? Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you could have Jordan Howard, but the the other guys are okay. But Gainwell's still like game script dependent. Like Gainwell yeah. didn't get a bump last week. He's right. still he's still just a pass catching dude, which is yeah. too bad. I mean, he, he looks like he is a fun athlete. It'd be interesting to see if he could get some carries. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like you said Evan at the top. I feel like there is massive recency bias working in play on both of these sides. Um, you know, with everyone being really bullish on what they saw last from the Eagles and the Chargers yeah. coming off. People of starting to get down on Brandon Staley after. I mean, they lost to well, close game to Baltimore. And then well, Baltimore you know, killed him. Oh yeah, Baltimore killed him. A close game to New England to yeah. uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, they went against John Harbaugh and, and Bill Belichick in the yeah. last two games. Like that's going to be that's that's going to be tough for anyone. Yeah, Sirianni, a little different beast, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good spot for Eckler and Keenan. Like I said, I think you probably see Slay hanging with Big Mike all day, and uh, you know the Eagles are uh, pretty friendly to pass catching backs too. So Eckler, really nice usage with Josh Kelly out last week. You really didn't see much from you know Roundtree or anything like that, so could be a nice spot for him. All right, next Arizona on the road against the Niners. Uh, Niners one point favorites here at home. Forty five is the total. We just saw this matchup a couple weeks ago, though it was uh, Trey Lance under center. A nice spot for uh, Jimmy G in front of the friends and family last week in Chicago. Never really see him emotional like that. He's fired up, like chest bumping and head buttons, dudes is like. Playing for his job, playing for a job next year somewhere Did else. Did he headbutt like, someone? Yeah, like, but like his teammates, like after like a, a rushing touchdown, he was all fired right. up. Like, love to love to see every Jimmy G. Um, I, what do we think here with uh, with Kyler? I mean, Kyler dinged up. Looks like there's questions. This is about- why it's it, it's such a tough week to break down because we don't know. I mean, AJ Green just went on COVID. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins aggravated his hamstring. Kyler, Jay Glazer said it's a one to three week ankle injury. Maybe he plays in the first week back, but does he lose all his mobility? He already wasn't running a ton, but you know, I mean, still, if you can run for 25 yards, that matters. That's two and a half mm-hmm. points right there. Um, in fantasy, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, JJ Watts out for the year. Um, I don't know. Enough, another tough spot. I, I almost lean toward what, what's the spread here? 
Yeah. Yeah. God, it's just not enough to to look at the 49ers. I mean, it's just, it was like three. I think it would make sense. Right. Uh, But yeah. And even right now, I mean, I don't know. All things considered the, the Cardinals are more talented, I think, but with all the issues they have, it's, it's tough to back them. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I teased the Niners today, um, six-point tease to get them at plus seven uh, with the Chiefs after that that news too. Um, I think that that's kind of a nice spot. I, I like the Niners here. I'm with you guys. Like I don't I don't love it, but I think get, getting points here is a, is a nice spot considering all the things that are going on with the Cardinals. They're also dead last in explosive run rates. I know Elijah Mitchell didn't practice today, but it appears that's kind of just a maintenance day, and he looks good. Um, we know this system, though. It's It's – 20-year-old plus system of just plugging dudes in to this running game and having guys just get it done. And Elijah Mitchell's the next man up, and uh, he got it done last week. I think he can continue to eat here in this spot with all the questions on the Cardinal side. So uh, lean Cardinals, but uh, I like him if you can still get him getting a point, even though it's just a, a short little number. Uh, decent spot, too, for uh, the Brandon Ayuk stuff is interesting. Um, he was on the field a lot last week. So basically, you know, running a route on like 70% of dropbacks for a couple of weeks. Last week, 97% of the team dropbacks. He was targeted on 27% of those. This has really been the Debo show, and Debo has been amazing. Um, but I know we were kind of in the preseason all shorting the Cardinals because we were really worried about, do they have enough pass rush to hide a pretty weak secondary? And so far they've done so, but now without J.J. Watt, all these other questions, like – I know the Niners want to run the football, but again, Kittle's out. There's just some room for you know a little bit of passing game for the Niners here. I thought Kittle might be back this week. Is he? I thought he would one more week. I don't know. I, I had it in my notes that Kittle has has a real chance to play this week. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're we're, still, you know, like we're, we're doing this before. on Wednesday. You know, we, we usually things start to crystallize on Thursday, and then we generally know by Friday. But yeah. I would like Brandon Ayuk in a prop or fantasy way less, but I would like the Niners even more if that's a Kittle situation. So that's I'm fine with that. There's no problem there. Um, could be a nice nice spot. So and then Rondell Moore, you think would probably has a nice role, hopefully with AJ Green uh, hanging out on the sideline this week. All right, next uh, another one that's handicap has changed drastically in the last 24 hours or so. Green Bay on the road against the Chiefs. Chiefs now favored by seven at win. 49 is the total. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Roger stuff, like he's out here treating the COVID vaccine like it's his family. Um, just wants absolutely nothing to, nothing so to do with it. I mean, have you ever considered that the family are, are the baddies stop here? It. Stop it. Have you ever considered the family or oh the baddies? Oh, my gosh. So, no, I mean, no, I mean, it's a legit question. Like, I mean, everyone shits on him for not talking to his family. Like, his family are kind of like pieces of shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, the Jordan Rogers guy, have you ever heard the way that he talks about his brother? Like he's yeah. just jealous of his brother. They may, they might be terrible. I'm just saying they they are no, they are terrible. He has no relationship with them, and he has no relationship. That, that's not with, necessarily on him. I, I didn't say it was. He has no okay. relationship with the COVID vaccine either, and that's also his choice. <laughs> I'm not judging him for either of these decisions. They might okay. benefit him, but he made his choice. Um, he doesn't hang out with yeah. either of them. So this is not a woke show, Evan. It's very, very simple. I mean, no, just, you know, I, no I just, judgment. you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, critical thinking. Like, you know, I, this is, this is, this is more in regard to the family than the vaccine. Okay. Okay. Cause I, cause I think that he draws the short end of the stick from a public perception standpoint when it comes to his family, NFL players get 
hell from their families um, who try to, you know, try to exploit them for their money. I mean, this is why this is why there is a, a legit mental health crisis among NFL players, because, you know, I mean, I've, I, I can't even tell you how many players I've heard that coming into the NFL where they only have a three and a half year shelf life that all of a sudden, you know, at their draft party where they get drafted, like maybe in the sixth round, they have a great college career. They get drafted in the sixth round. They have, you know, cousins that they never met showing up at their fucking draft party, you know, and people trying to like exploit them, like, you know, from, from a family standpoint. So taking the side of the family over the individual player, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not putting enough, enough thought in. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you, Noonan. I didn't take the side of the family. But I'm saying the general public, you know, the fact that they all, oh, he fair. doesn't have any relationship with his family. Maybe his family his family's the baddies, which, which I think that his family is the baddies. If you, if you go in and read enough articles about it, uh, his family are, are the baddies. Well, it, it makes sense that uh, should, some- should we should we veer into the culture wars part of the show? I think we should. Uh, no. I want to. Yeah, talk to me. <laughs> talk to me about critical race theory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, it was interesting though. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his girlfriend, uh, Shailene Woodley. I thought there was some funny stuff that was out there today. That would have been a telltale sign. We should have been waiting for this to happen. So, again, this is not a judgment. This is simply reporting using her own words. Um, She's talking about how she gathers her own spring water every month. Um, she doesn't use any other water other than that. Um, she makes her own toothpaste and medicine. Um, they make their own cheese. They go out into the woods and forage berries, uh, wild food, and plants. No, none of this is our bad. None of these are bad things. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that they're makes- they're strange to us because <laughs> no, we no. live in like cityfied environments. But I mean, th- these things are okay. I mean, it's it, it's kind of strange, right? I'm but saying that I mean, a lot of people have been put off today by Rogers choosing the words that he chose to talk about how he was, you know, immunized and, and not vaccinated. Right. So well, well, here's the thing. Here, no and, judgment. And I, I've thought about this all day. My my initial reaction was that he lied, which which it, which uh, correlates with the general feeling um, that you know he was asked, "Hey, you know, are you vaccinated?" And he said, "Yeah, I've been immunized." He he, and then and then if you read the article uh, from Rob Demo, I think it was Rob Demovsky from ESPN, uh, he underwent some sort of treatment that he believed did make him right. immunized. Um, I, I don't think he was lying. I think that at that time in August he believed that he was immunized. But yeah, to say that he had received the vaccine, you know, with the word yeah. That makes it look like he was um, being, being non-truthful, but I think that he wasn't as much of a liar as you know some people, <laughs> so, some media out, outlets that are for, uh, uh, funded by massive corporations uh, would, would 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 lead you to believe. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, you know, I don't know. Don't get me started. Sorry, <laughs> we already did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the clip, um, yeah. you know, and he apparently he petitioned the league because, like you said, he had exactly some, that, that's what that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. He had done some sort of treatment that he thought would, you know, cover him, but uh, obviously had not. And and here we are. But now we have uh, uh, this would have been a great game. Now we have Jordan Love kind of thrust into the limelight here to to make his debut. And uh, 
you know, the Chiefs have been struggling. And now instead of having a spot where there may be dogs at home or maybe in a pick'em spot, they're a comfortable touchdown favorite. So um, as far as the game goes, Connor, any thoughts on what we're expecting to see from a Packers Chiefs game? Wait, you don't want my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers taking Aver Mechton or whatever? Uh, wait, wait, hang on. That <laughs> we don't know that he took that, horse that's pace. Not, I left I mean, it alone. God, this isn't you know CNN, all right, Connor? <laughs> God, oh man. Um, so for me, I mean, I I think that you know all of us at, at four for four and everyone in our Discord just like focused on like getting down as fast as we could as soon as we got the notification. I grabbed I grabbed some Chiefs pick them. Uh, I just was able to max bet some locals and pick them off, but. Um, at this at this point, it's like I think a brag that, to me. I don't know. Yeah, it is a nice little brag because <laughs> yeah. we get off locals. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dudes trying to run their own small business, and you know, we got you out here. Wow, edging them out. I mean, it's guys way. like Joey Kanish running small businesses. I mean, it's t- more than <laughs> fine to pick on guys like that. So, you know what? Kanish seems like a, he would love corporations. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to provide real analysis of this, this game. <laughs> um, all right. And I mean, at this point, is there any value in the spread? Seven and a half in most spots. Seven. Um, I like, are you, are you interested in the Chiefs at all? They've been so bad. I think, like, you know, defensively, they're still bottom tier. Offensively, they haven't figured it out when defenses have game plan towards, you know, what the Chiefs do well. And so, like, it's, it seems like they're just an entirely different team at this point. Now with Travis Kelsey also not looking as good. So I don't know. I think that at seven, it's probably about right. Seven and a half, I think, is a little too much, to be honest. Uh, Evan, game-wise, any uh, thoughts on this matchup? I was thinking about taking it, if you could grab it at seven and a half and taking the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a Jordan Love believer. I mean, dude stunk at Utah State. I mean, how is he supposed to be good in the NFL? He did have one good preseason game, I believe, this year. But it was just a bunch of short shit, you know, that turned – it was like, you know, a Mike White game, essentially. So, I mean, he and he's somewhat athletic, but he really didn't use that at Utah State. He wasn't like a big plus yardage scrambler. Um, the, the thing is, though, that like they might be full – absolute full maximum strength in this game from a supporting cast standpoint. Devontae Adams should be back. Alan Lazard should be back. You know, they've got Cobb – tie-ins out. They might get David Bakhtiari back. Yep. Um, and that would kick Elgin Jenkins to left guard. All of a sudden, they have a stud offensive line, and they're playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But I wanted the hook, and unless we, you know, there's a situation where we get the hook back, which I think it was, we, it was at seven and a half for a second. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you can get the hook. I think your hook comes this week as we get closer okay. to, to kick. Okay. Um, I, just, I think there's just less confidence on Jordan Love. Like yeah. last week, they were shorthanded, but with Rodgers, they've shown the ability over the time, the last couple of years, with, you know, Rodgers or Adams being out with injuries here and there, that they can win in different ways. And I don't know that we see that yet with Jordan Love, but I'm with you. Like, I feel like Bakhtiari would be a really nice addition uh, to keep him safe. And I think you just see a whole lot of AJ Dillon, a whole lot of, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, and, you know, they get Devontae back and things could be. On the up, and yeah. AJ Dillon as their primary back, and AJ and, and Aaron Jones is like you know essentially like their number two receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's pretty sexy. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah those are going to be spots in the prop market to look for for sure. Um, probably see a heavy dose of uh, of AJ Dillon. So uh, be on the lookout for the hook there. Last one Sunday night. This is also going to be an awesome game, but uh, 
a little disappointing here. Rams, seven and a half point favorites at home, 54 is a total. I mean, I thought the Titans were probably it's one of the more impressive week eight teams in wins. <laughs> uh, I like the emoji sal with uh, the big dog crying over the big dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, to do what they did there, they got down against the Colts like 14 zip early and really weren't getting anything from Derrick Henry and fought back in a big division win. And now without Derrick Henry, I don't know really what to make of the Titans moving forward. We saw, again, a little bit more of that Todd Downing going to that Arthur Smith look. We saw a lot more play action, some of that stuff that was working for them last year that they went away from a little bit early in the year. It was great to see a massive game from A.J. Brown. Maybe we get some Julio stuff. I don't know what's going on with him at this point, but there's going to have to be a lot of A.J. Brown in the spots. Rams obviously firing on all cylinders, bolstered that defense now with Vaughn Miller. Uh, Any thoughts here, Evan? I mean, A.J. Brown has been the best receiver in the league for the last two and a half weeks, number one. Uh, I think that it sounds like Julio is likelier than not to be back, although I think I thought the same thing last weekend or last Wednesday, and then that was not the case. I think that Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman are not going to be nearly enough up to speed this week. I think it's going to be a lot of Jeremy McNichols in this one. So I would look at some of his overs. If you're looking for an RB to to grab off the wire and he's available on like 85% of wires – He's the dude. I mean, I, I think he gets seven passes, you know, in this game. That's seven points right off the bat, plus the receiving yardage that he gets, plus whatever he gets as a rusher. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, I again, I, it's it's a it's a tough handicapping week. I'm sorry, I, I came on this show and I have all soft takes except for uh, when it comes to the culture wars. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, Solo goes harder than payment relates to Aaron. We'll defend Aaron Rodgers' family with his life. No, I, I do not defend his family. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Jordan Rodgers guy's a dick. I mean, he he, he is. I, I don't know about his, you know, his dad and his mom. I mean, maybe they're fine people. I don't know, but the Jordan Rodgers guy is a shithead. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, Connor, thoughts on uh, Titans Rams? Obviously, a nice spot for uh, for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I think I personally probably put this at seven. Seven and a half feels a little bit rich with how good the the Titans offenses looked. I mean, the, the I mean, how big of a downgrade is it to not have you know the big dog? I think it really depends on their game plan specifically. Like, I think that they're capable of passing the ball more and not really being like a run first team and like relying on you know their running back to you know lead the way and kind of open up more for the passing game, but. I don't know that we can assume that that's what they do. They just signed Adrian Peterson. Like, would it really surprise anyone if Adrian Peterson gets like twenty carries or something like that down the road? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like down the road, yeah, down, down the road, road. Not, yeah. not this week, yeah, but not this week. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that the Titans are able to keep it close. Dagle thinks that Adrian Peterson is going to like you know, lead the NFL in rushing the rest of the <laughs> way. I mean, have you, have you seen his tweets? I have seen some aggressive tweets. Uh, the the basement arguments have been hot too. By the way. Well, that's great. He's all in on a- on AP. Yeah, I mean, he's just uh, it's I, you know, he 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 just he gets in like this lane, you know, with this like hardcore focus, like tunnel vision, <clears throat> and he can't. He has no ability to like you know look you know add context or you know think about any other range of outcomes. You know, he's just like all in. You know, it's the the authoritarian movement. <laughs> I was told the other night that we weren't supposed to have opinions. Just. <laughs> uh, 
that's what he told. That's what he told me. Just screw opinions. Um, you could not have any NFT. That's opinions. something he would say. That's screw opinions. Say. Uh, just go make money. Um, so yeah, maybe that's what he's trying to do. He thinks he can go make money off of Adrian Peterson, and uh, our opinions don't matter. So we'll see. Uh, should be should be a good one on Sunday night. I, again, it would have been awesome with uh, with Henry in there. Uh, just a good matchup. The Titans just got a bunch of dudes, which you like to see. But again, I don't know what happens here without uh, without Henry. Even the defense, the defense isn't good. Uh, their secondary is terrible, but like they still just kind of get it done. Like they got enough dudes to get some pressure. And I don't know. I feel like the Rams, the way they're playing right now, are going to be able to pick them apart and do whatever they want. So. All right, Evan. That wraps this up, buddy. Uh, tell hold everyone. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we got a. Um, we, we have a, a surprise. Lu- Luis, no. Luis, Luis. Uh, oh. said, uh, if Dago comes on the show and says hi, I'll give everyone in the chat a four for four shirt. Oh, uh, we got to get him then. Oh, yeah, so, I, I can hear him upstairs though. He's podcasting. I don't. We're not going to be able to. Is he? Any, any, yeah, he gets so laser focused. You know, like a okay, true well. totalitarian. That I mean, he can well. never look outside himself. So it's going to be difficult. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, you know what? He had his he had his chance. Uh, we can we can end the show. I guess no three four four shirts for everyone in the chat. Why? Uh, no, we we got to make this happen. All right. Well, let's see. We're trying to. I would love to bring him on and just ask him what his favorite bet is of the week too. All know? right, I'm going to call him right now. If, yeah, also, I'd love to get his thoughts on the uh, Rogers family. Yeah, Rogers family. Oh yeah. Critical oh, race. I mean, theory, I can already tell you what he's going to say. <laughs> All right, yo, talk about something else. I, I'm going to call him right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cody, let, let me get a shirt anyway. We're trying, Cody. We're trying. Very generous of uh, – Yeah, we, we had a, a comment above here. Look, uh, Oh, sorry, not that one. Would you tease the Ravens down? Um, yeah, I would, Matthew. Yeah. I thought about it. Um, I, I did it the other way. Try not to go more than two legs, but um, you, you could sell me on a case for – for adding uh, the Ravens to a total for sure, I'm teasing it down. All right, all right, he's he's jumping in. Oh, let's go! Everyone's <laughs> gonna get a T-shirt. This is a great po- promo, uh, Lewis. By the way, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Let's go! <laughs> nice, of Lu- nice of Luis to step away from a meeting to uh, to do the show. Eat it, man! I oh, that's uh, great. I literally tweeted it out. I said, "Scroll to the top of the thread, click the link, jump in the chat, receive your shirt," because I'm fucking this show up right now. <laughs> There we go. Louise, shirts for everyone. What did you go? I heard the phone call of Silva's phone ringing from the ducks that came through the attic. And so I knew I looked over my phone because I had it turned off. I turned it on and I saw he was calling me. I was like, okay, I'm jumping on right now. (laughs) What did I miss that you were talking shit on me earlier? Oh boy. We weren't uh, talking shit. That was Noonan trying to stoke the flames. You, no one said anything bad. Were you saying bad things like you should have drafted Marquise Brown? You should have no, drafted, you drafted DJ Moore? No, no. Oh, actually, it was uh, that I made fun of you for never giving uh, Jalen Waddell any credit ever. No, I actually don't give him any credit at all. I, <laughs> I know on, that. On the That's why I said show, it. It, 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 show, it was, don't take it as criticism, take it as facts. All right. On the uh, a good football preview show, shameless plug, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, uh, I compared what Tyreek Hill did on Monday night to Jalen Waddle because he had 18 <laughs> targets and didn't reach 100 yards. Oh man, it wasn't good. I, I think it started. I think I actually I was giving you a hard time on your lack of um, believing me in the look ahead markets. You didn't want Dallas minus seven. Here we are, nine and a half. I meant um, to text you. I was actually going to text you later. Now I'm not kidding. Uh, I was going to say good job on that. Yeah, because I'm I'm so stubborn. Very yeah, clearly, 
I, I'm so stubborn that uh, I still stick to my guns no matter what. I like. I think you have to, honestly. That's fair. That's I fair. think that was Evan's point was that there's a lot of sticking to your guns uh, down in the basement, whether it's a Adrian Peterson take yeah. or I'm not yeah. sure what's going on there, yeah. but uh, I'll, I'll, listen, not, I'll listen. Not to a whole, whole lot of flexibility. I will listen to a lot of ideas, but like, well, you'll, 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 you'll hear it, but you won't actually listen to it. I've already done the research. Like you're not going to tell me something most of the time that I don't already know. That's the thing. So I mean, I've been teaching you stuff for years at this point, Daigle. So no, all right. But we, we really wanted to get your take on um, Aaron Rodgers and and his family. So I made the joke. I made the joke. (laughs) I was trying to make it. I wasn't making a judgment. Uh, I was not being woke. I was simply saying that Aaron Rodgers is treating the COVID vaccine like he treats his family. He's not interested in them. And Evan decided that he was going to cape up for Rodgers um, and that his family is a group of terrible people, which I am not arguing any side on. But uh, we were curious if you have an No, it's who 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 are the baddies? Are the baddies the the Rodgers family, or is the baddie uh, Aaron Rodgers? That's kind of. I don't believe in the like theory. You shouldn't disconnect from your family if like they're bad people, like right. just because they're your bloodline. Like right. if bad people are bad people, so you shouldn't yes. have a part of them. I understand that emotionally, you probably can't get there. That's probably the hardest thing ever. I'm fortunate enough to have an amazing family, so I don't need to disconnect with them. And I understand why people would struggle with that. But uh, but that the bloodline thing has always been odd to me. Like even in Connor, let's go to like weddings since you have yours coming up next year. Uh, like when my sister got married, my brother-in-law asked me like, and he was trying to be polite, just like, yeah, do you want to be like in my wedding party for your sister? And I said, no, I was like, yeah, no, like you, you should pick your friends. Like, don't pick me just cause I'm the brother. Like we didn't, we didn't have any choice over whether I'm the brother or not, even though I love her. So why would I be in your wedding? Um, but then he like said some things that some touching things that I won't share, but yeah. So I, I I've just always disconnected those two things. I think that's totally, totally uh, that's, that's a fair, very fair take. And after a few more tequilas tonight, Daigle, I'm going to get you to speak your real mind, and then and then I'll be able to relay it. But you know, it's just uh, the Jordan Rogers guy is a dick. I mean, and, and he's and he's jealous of Aaron Rodgers' talent, and and it bleeds through in almost everything he says about his brother. And I don't want to, you know, appropriate his comments onto the parents, uh, but th- that's that's the only public rhetoric that we get out of the situation, and. Jordan Rogers, a POS. Can stand by that. Another, since for some reason we went into these conversations that we should never do, we might as well just stoke the flames even more because this is Uh-oh. basically a dollhouse in the, in the attic, by the way. One, very quickly, one, I'm not drinking tequila. I'm drinking Chris Allen's homebrew beer, his Oktoberfest. Oh, shit. He brought us a growler. Which is incredible. Ago, and it's amazing. I'm drinking it. Um, but also, since we're mentioning things we shouldn't mention on podcast, I'm curious – what everyone thinks, because I think Aaron Rodgers didn't lie. I think him saying, "You know what? I agree." With, we, we talked about this earlier we did on talk the show. This actually, yeah, we talked I, about this I, earlier on like, the show. And uh, Darty and Corrine did all that they could not to yell at me, and I understand. But wow. we came to. You, a I mean, that's because they're socialists. <laughs> uh, they're amazing, intelligent people. They are, but they're socialists. <laughs> but we got to a, we got to a point where I said, "Agree to disagree," and like I don't actually agree with what Rodgers did. I just right. think one, if your foundation has such a big loophole where all you do is ask the person, are you vaccinated? And that yeah. person can say yes and walk around without a mask. Yeah. That's on you. That is your system that's broken. Right. And two, he was asked and he said, I'm immunized. Now, 
I understand like he's ignorant for thinking he was actually like fake. I wouldn't even go that far. I would say that he believed at the time, this was in August. He believed that he was immunized. Yes. And And if you believe, I I don't think that's a lie. If you believe what you were saying is the truth. And again, I I don't think think that's a lie, but I also don't think he lied. We, we, We can say they were wrong, that he was wrong. And we can look back in hindsight and say that he was wrong. But at the time, I, I, the, you know, the more I've thought about it, the more I've read about it, I'm with you, Daigle. I don't think he was lying. And I don't like, I think, well, I shouldn't say I don't like. I think it's irresponsible and not professional to say that he lied if you run a major corporation blog. That's why I just get very upset when I see things like that. Let's go, Daigle. I'm fucking, I, I'm getting him. I'm getting him. <laughs> Uh, the tentacles are, are getting to him, man. I'm telling you. By the way, the chat, you have to stick around for the whole show to get the shirt. I'm not letting Luis send it if you just popped in and said something and then got out. Um, I, I got to get out of here because I still got like nine matchups right up to – but thanks for showing up, Doug. I, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to ask one question. You get out of here. I'm going to close the show. All right. All right. Uh, b- did y'all talk about the Bengals-Browns over? Because I think that's my favorite over of the week. Oh, we were going to ask you what your favorite bet is. Is that it? Uh, right now, yeah. I usually close – my bets like I'm much more comfortable around Thursday afternoon, but okay. yeah, I think right now on a Wednesday night, I love the the Bengals Browns game in particular. Uh, we know the Browns pass defense, like they stuffed the run pass defense has been absolutely atrocious. And then same thing for a uh, Bengals defense. Bengals can stop the run, but they allow passes to running backs. And honestly, without Odo Beckham, we saw Baker Mayfield like at his best last year, uh, at least still cohesive in the offense. So yeah, I like that. I like that game quite a bit. Yeah, we went. The discussion was around the availability of of Ward. If he's out, it could be a wheels up spot for the uh, for the Bengals offense in particular. You could sell me a little bit easier on a Bengals team total, or like Bengals even getting less than you know laying less than a field goal, like a two and a half where it is now. But uh, yeah, I just am worried about all the stuff. Like everything's hard right now in Cleveland. Like, and I know that they looked better last year without Odell. And they basically played without him last week. I mean, he was on the field. 81% of the snaps, but he had one target behind the line of scrimmage. So he was basically non-existent, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a bounce back spot. I think that the, the Bengals take care of business here. Uh, the more that we talked about it. That's my favorite bet. I do think it's another tough week though, that we're going to struggle like in our Vegas pick contest to get five games. There's a lot um, past, yeah. past two, past two weeks have been really tough uh, where I haven't felt extremely comfortable um, so much so that I've been like led to lay the points with the Chiefs, and we've seen how well that's gone. And so, so yeah, I just think it's another tough week. Do we have any free agent acquisitions that we need to make on our uh, on our FFPC? While I have you here, um, you know, we 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 have a squad, we have some moves. There's a lot going on. We we have we a good squad that their owners are not good at doing free agency because they do shows on Wednesday nights. And they get very busy on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I probably need to pop into our FFPC homepage and pick up these players on Tuesday when I'm done writing the waiver wire column, NBCSportsEdge.com, shameless plug again. Uh, But we, the issue, the thing is, since we drafted two strong running backs, um, we don't really still need a running back. We have Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. That's not our problem. And our problem, in fact, is our team is too good. Like, uh, you know, the fact we're mixing and trying to pick between Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Emmanuel Sanders, and some other running backs like Khalil Herbert and guys every single week, that's really tough. And so uh, if we get it wrong, like, that's where we go awry. Just play Michael Pittman every week. What are we doing? Dude, Take it's, it off the table. We're in, we're in 800th uh, we're in eight hundredth place overall, which is pretty good uh, for main events. And we're 236. We're, and we're three and five. We're three and five. 
So yeah, because our our points, because our players are very very good. Our team is awesome. Like when you have the Raven stack, your team is awesome. Yeah, so almost the Raven stack. You know, we couldn't close the loop on the Raven stack. Other than that, um, you know, I have Adrian Peterson over Jeremy McNichols. I'm sure Silva said McNichols. Uh, I am I'm at war with a lot of people who think McNichols. That's fine. I don't mind being on the other side, as we know. Uh, McNichols is, in my opinion, a better play on Sunday night against the Rams. But look at the Titans schedule from week ten on. They have the easiest no second easiest projected schedule no team they still play have to play the texans twice which is why the titans are also a lock uh to make the playoffs and win that division because they only have to win four afc games and they still get to play the jaguars and uh texans twice they'll knock out another opponent easily and so beyond the rams game though no team no opposing offense is going to force the titans to pass more uh i think it's going to be 15 to 18 carries for adrian peterson weekly and I know that's ugly, but also like that's what the Titans want to do. So it's not up to me. It's up to Mike Brady. Love it. Thank you for stopping by, my friends. Um, we have a prop show that we do on Fridays. We would love for all of you to join us and hang out and do that. Uh, 745 Eastern with Connor and I and Prop Stars, where we go around the horn sharing our favorite props. And then we also basically spend the last half an hour of that show taking all of your questions. It is our favorite part of the week. Uh, any props that you're considering, anything that you want to get advice or tail on. Um, how much ice cream did happen? Uh, ice cream's not usually the problem. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But uh, Have you heard the story, Noonan? No. No, let's hear the story. Uh, last week, no, maybe when Chris was here, actually. So, yeah, a couple weeks ago, um, it was around 2 in the morning. We're still up, you know, having a few drinks in the kitchen. And all we hear is little Silva footsteps running down the stairs. It's like, it's 2 in the morning. Why is she still up? She's supposed to be in bed. And she comes down laughing hysterically. And she looks at us and yells, Daddy just ordered 36 pints of ice cream. <laughs> and so he had 36 pints of ice cream door dashed from 7-Eleven at 2 in the morning. And oh, so they're all no. in the freezer. It's like they're like halfway chipped away now. Uh, the do- His daughter is living in heaven because not only she does, he- does she have all of the Halloween candy, but she has 18, 19 pints of ice cream in the freezer. And, of course, no one's watching over because matchups is being written in the basement all night long. So she's just living the life here. Blair, just having a bonanza, like sugar bonanza last week. Amazing. Oh, my That's gosh. Ridiculous. Ice cream in between Notre Dame games and, uh, you know, Barbie on the phone. She's living her best yeah. life. There you go. Last, uh, last question. Are you joining us for the Thanksgiving show? or like the I was actually about to plug that. I was going to horizontally tease it. But uh, yes, I will be back. I cannot guarantee I'll be under as many champagne bottles as I was <laughs> last time. But I do know that in being Wednesday again, I will have the preview show on Wednesday afternoon for a good football show. I will do the Rotor Grinders DFS Pick Show, which is available on replay on iTunes right now, or YouTube right now. And then I will do this show. So it, you will be the main event, the third show of the night again. And so by default, probably naturally, I will have a lot of champagne by then. Look it up. Uh, that was our favorite show last year. So I'm looking forward to that one in a big, big way, my friends. Uh, tell everyone else where else they can find any of your other stuff. I know you're on a million different podcasts. You write a million different articles um, for the man, as Evan pointed out earlier. Um, <laughs> making other people rich. Uh, tell them where they can find your stuff. He's he's like upset on my behalf without me even asking <laughs> them. Because he, hear, he hears me recording eight times a week. Uh, yeah. And he said he could hear you through the vents today. He's like, he's like, I hear Daigle upstairs already podcasting. He's like, he ain't coming on the show. <laughs> uh, and eight times a week, you can listen to that on NBC Sports Edge YouTube or a good football show, iTunes and Spotify. Also, like I do the DFS preview show for Roto Grinders Pick Six, which is available on YouTube if you go look it up right now. Other than that, at not Jay Daigle on Twitter. And that's where I'll be for the rest of this year. Absolutely love it. 
Thanks for stopping by, my friends. On uh, Evan dipped out to continue to grind the matchups column. Evan, thanks for joining us. Find Evan on Twitter at Evan Silva ETR. You know where to find Evan, um, and you know where all that stuff is. Yeah, so, if you liked his uh, political takes, you can find him at not Tommy G. They did uh, on uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> he toned it down. He he was he was somewhat measured, though he was ready to like he was ready to 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 swing. Um, I made the wrong joke about his uh, Aaron Rodgers family. I wasn't even talking bad about him, but he was ready to go. So it was it was safer than some of the other off show topics that we had discussed prior. So uh, he, he stayed he stayed pretty good. So uh, Luis, thanks for making that happen, buddy. Thanks for uh, hopping off a call and joining us. And uh, Daigle, you're the man for uh, for Daigle and Connor. I'm Ryan. We'll see you again on Friday night. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your shirts.